Hello, you're tuned into Culture Current. I'm your host Jessica Khalko. As an author, creative strategist and contributing journalist at Rolling Stone India, I've worked with the best in pop culture. Now, I bring you key insights from some of the most exciting creatives of our times. This is your wire to the world. This is your connect to pop culture. This is Culture Current. Hello Avanti, welcome to Culture Current. How are you doing? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I am ecstatic to have you on the show today. For our listeners, Avanti Nagral is a musician, YouTuber and digital creator par excellence. If you haven't already heard her singles Sharma ji, Give Up, Bachpan and more, you've probably watched her myriad blogs about life spectrum of experiences, including that of her education at Harvard University and the Berkeley College of Music. Avanti has also spoken at the United Nations and is known for picking up taboo topics and starting a conversation on them via her social media thereby normalizing them. Avanti also has to her name a spectacular EP called Double Standards a pop culture to the force Avanti is reimagining how artists communicate with and positively impact their audiences in the digital age. Welcome to the show Avanti. Thank you and thank you for that very kind introduction. <laughs> You're very very welcome. So Avanti you've had quite the whirlwind journey so far from starting a career in music and launching a YouTube channel that covers diverse topics to speaking at the UN being nominated for an award for your performance in a Broadway musical and more. Tell me what was the moment that kickstarted your journey to where you are today? I don't think there was any particular moment but I do think that there were a few um pivotal, you know, kind of memories that that helped kickstart what what it is. Um one is of course just the the role of arts and music in my life generally. I've been growing up performing and singing um you know my my dad plays the tabla and um for fun but he's incredible at it and and my mom's pretty spiritual so I grew up with that you know environment at home of music and um even though i lived in the us for for the first half of my life my family was very um they were wonderful at exposing me to a lot of things so i was exposed to a lot of different art forms and then when i moved to india i started training in indian classical music and a bunch of other things right and so i think just that exposure really helped because you never know where that dot connects later on in life um the other thing besides music and the arts that was a huge thread in my life was a connection very deeply to health and and education Um all my grandparents are doctors, my aunts and uncles are doctors. And so I've grown up around that. I also have had a lot of health issues myself and I recognize that I have been incredibly lucky to have had access to care in a way that a lot of people don't. And so the idea of health equity and access was really really important to me. You know, there have been moments I had an incident when I was 15. I almost lost my eyesight because of a brain virus. Um many other smaller incidents and you know many of these uh situations had I not had access to care, I would not quite literally be here, right? And I think so it became a strong resolve for me to figure out ways in which to spread awareness about things oriented around health. Um and also while i was dealing with a lot of these things music became my outlet and it became my own healing tool and so i became obsessed as a teenager as to the marriage between the two and i had no idea what that meant but i always knew that i wanted to do something that combined these two areas and then kind of when you mentioned about the the acting role um 
I used to do a lot of theater when I was in high school and a little bit beyond, and I did this one show called Agnes of God for which we were nominated, but during the, the initial opening night of that show, right before we had this incident where there were a lot of people who had objections and opposition to putting it up, and you know, we were nearly arrested, and it was a lot to deal with, but I think it taught me the power of art. Right? And so I, I just mentioned all of these few things because it was never just one thing. It was never like I woke up and I'm like, oh, I want to be a singer. It's not like I woke up and I was like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber either. In fact, YouTube happened as a way to pivot and diversify, recognizing that during the pandemic, I couldn't pursue music in the live performance art form in the same way. Um, and so it's always about kind of recognizing what is the best way or the best medium to figure out where you want to align with your purpose and your passion. It always has been for me. And, and for me, that always comes from kind of figuring out how to marry these two worlds. Thank you so much for sharing, Avanti. I think it's beautiful how you summed up how health, how your roots and the arts have impacted you as a human being and brought you to where you are today. So Avanti, you represent many different identities, that of a musician, a YouTuber, a digital creator, an actor, and more. What would you say was your first breakthrough in each of these spaces? Um, for me, music was definitely, I grew up around it. Um, I, you know, I, I started doing a lot of devotional music growing up, and then I also played the Western classical piano. And and like I mentioned, my, my parents exposed me to a lot of things. So as a kid, I did everything from music to dance to sports to absolutely everything. And apparently when I was six, I went to them one day very randomly, and I was like, I choose music. Um, and I had no idea what that meant, you know, at the time, but probably it was just that that was the kind of art form or the thing that spoke to me most. Um, I think in terms of quote unquote breakthroughs for the music space, it was really when I, I, I honestly, the first breakthrough was probably in theater. Um, and that was in combination with music. That was with the show. I decided to take a gap year before going to college. Um, in the US, they're fairly flexible if you want to come the following year and all of that and I had gotten this opportunity to play this role and it was a beautiful learning experience and I think that was definitely a breakout role if you will. Um, with music I think it's been a more gradual process you know I've been part of the independent industry for the last few years and um, you know when you're in in the independent space it's all about how are you constantly building on every release every song your craft your music so I don't think there's this one particular moment really it's, it's just been kind of building that up and yes yeah, some songs have done better than others some have gone semi-viral on social media etc etc but it's not in my opinion when it comes to an artistic and creative career it's not about the moment it's about the longevity so you might have a moment that you know there's suddenly more exposure but how do you build a career out of that you know so it's not a one-hit wonder situation similarly with youtube and other digital media um the first couple of videos that were in the non-musical space that I think started doing well, one was definitely a video talking about education and particularly around, you know, Harvard and higher education. And it made sense because that video was covering all the aspects and I was very intentional about making it bilingual. I was intentional about making it accessible because I know for me, part of the reason that I went to an institution like that is not because I'm smarter than anybody or anything by that nature. It's because I had the exposure and I had the knowledge and the access. And often a lot of that is gatekept. 
And there's so many people who would benefit so much from those opportunities because they don't go to certain schools and they don't come from certain cities or family background or exposure. They don't have that access. So I think, you know, for us, it's really important that we constantly keep talking about that and not keep keeping that information. Um, and then the other video that, that was very interestingly, if you will, a breakthrough or breakout video was um, a video of me chatting with my grandmother uh, about, you know, empowerment and objectification through the lens of her reacting to WAP and Anaconda. It was very funny, very random. And then, you know, she's now turned into a bonafide internet star in her own capacity. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing, Avanti. I think it's really incredible how you described having an artistic career as something that's not a singular moment, but as something that is about longevity. And I think in today's digital age, a lot of people forget about that. And we have a lot of one hit wonders, but then nobody realizes how do you go about building legacy? How do you go about building longevity? And I think it's beautiful that you're focusing on that. And it's also incredible how conscious you are as a human being at such a young age. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. So as someone who has navigated a cross-cultural and cross-continental career successfully, what are some learnings or failures even along this journey that have held you in good stead over the years? I think it's hard to do multiple things at once, but that shouldn't stop you from doing it. You know, I'll give you an example. Prior to 2020, so many people in the music industry used to give me advice saying, you should focus on just the music. Um, nobody cares about anything else you have to say. You're already really confusing as a person because you are a musician, but you also went to Harvard, which doesn't really make sense. And, you know, and a lot of people had advice based on prior templates they'd seen. Um, I also think that in, in addition to the cross-cultural, you know, for me having multiple identities, all of that, um, being a woman in this industry is very fascinating, right? Because people have preconceived notions. For example, again, prior to 2020, so many people in the industries in both places would give me advice saying, oh, we know, for example, at the time I was in a long-term relationship, oh, we know you're in a relationship, but don't talk about it because it'll make you less desirable. You know, and as a, as a female on the internet, you have to be more desirable and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, I, I understood where all of that advice was coming from, but I think a lot of it got shattered in the realization that today's audiences, because we're so saturated with this idea of facade and mystery and building something, we want authenticity. We want somebody who is relatable. And even if we can't relate to certain aspects of their life, who is aspirational, inspirational, or someone who, you know, at, at least value-based, we can relate to them. And um, I think for me, I grew so much more as a musician by being able to share other aspects of my life. Um, because I think that it, it allowed me to understand who I am, share more of that part of myself, and then the music came from a more authentic place and people were able to connect to it more, you know? And, and, and so for me, I think the biggest thing is whether it's navigating, performing, it's in the US or in India or anywhere else, it's about understanding who you are and staying true to that, right? And, and that means both as an artist, as a human, but also in how you present your work, for example, a lot of my music has been influenced by my classical background and a bunch of that, right? So when I'm in the US, for example, when I perform, yes, I could perform all English songs, but I tend to actually start my sets there, in fact, with a little bit more of a classical piece or an Indian touch, just to show them where that background's coming from and then kind of connect that to the music, right? Um, I, I think if that's who you are, then it's just important to stay true to that. 
the other thing is um, that's been really interesting to navigate is I've always felt this way as a person because I've been half and half between the two cultures, if you will, where I feel like when I'm here, I'm not necessarily Indian enough. And when I'm there, I'm not necessarily American enough. And um, that doesn't mean anything. That just means I have my own life experience. But as an artist, when you realize that people are quite literally consuming your brand and therefore people will try to help commodify you, again, there's been similar advice where I should, you know, try to appear more Indian to appeal to for lack of a better word, a fetishized Western consumer or vice versa. But I do not on a daily basis wear a bindi and a mangtika and 20,000 pieces of jewelry. That's not who I am. And so if I do that just for, you know, appearance's sake, then it's going to feel really inauthentic to me. And that's not kind of how I want to present myself as an artist, right? I'd rather it it takes a lot of toll on, on yourself and your mental health, especially when you have to deal with the negative aspects of the internet. But I'd rather there be more of a blurred line between my person and my persona because that's how I feel is most authentic to me. Thank you so much for sharing. I think it's very important how we talked about authenticity is vital, how that has been a learning for you over your journey. So in your art and life, how do you celebrate, represent and honor your dualities and identities as an Indian American, as an Indian classical artist, as well as a pop musician and so much more? I think it's funny that you use the word duality because when I first started my career as an artist, I would use that everywhere. I'd be like, duality, Bombay, Boston, India, US, you know, health, blah, blah, blah. But I think we all exist in multiplicities, right? And, and there's none of us who has just one singular identity. And so whatever that is, just drawing from all of those and, and you know, existing honestly within them is important. Um, you know, for me as, as say, an Indian American, what does that mean to me? It's interesting because for a lot of my friends who also have similar identities, often they will grow up their early childhood in India and then move to the US. For me, it was the exact opposite. Um, and in, in many ways, I'm grateful for that because I think that it allowed me to see India with, when I first came here, with a little bit of an outsider's lens and therefore see things a little bit more up close. I think a lot of my passion for health and education and equity came from coming here as a nine-year-old and being like, why is this happening? Whereas had I grown up here my whole life, I might have been sensitized to things, you know? Um, and having been here during my teenage years, understanding authentically what that experience is not a Western representation of, of it. Because what I've tended to see is a lot of kids who grow up Indian, but in the US or elsewhere in the diaspora, unless they visit very often, their idea of India becomes the year in which their parents immigrated. Right? It's the kind of cultural freeze that tends to happen. And I think, you know, India is growing leaps and bounds in many ways. It's more progressive than parts of the US and, and elsewhere. And I think just, you know, for me, it was a conscious choice to figure out where my primary base is. And, and, and for me right now, that is India, uh, even though I spend a chunk of time in the US. And part of that is because I see the immense growth here. I see what's happening. Um, I'm really grateful to be a part of this ecosystem. And, and, and so I think whenever you're somebody who's balancing multiple things, whether that's multiple identities, multiple, like you said, in, musical inspirations, there is never, you don't have to constantly stick to being in the center or being to one or being to other, right? Especially in the creative world, we're afforded the freedom where you can constantly keep reinventing yourself and constantly keep moving forward, right? So if, if my sound is a certain way right now, maybe two years from now, it'll be slightly different, but it'll be an amalgam of all my exposures thus far and whatever happens in the next two years, right? Like I have some music coming out later this year that I'm really proud of that is obviously 
similar to what I've had come out in the past, but still very different. Um, and I think part of that's because in the last few months, I've had to grow up in many ways uh, because of multiple, you know, personal and other experiences. And, and so it's, it's all about that amalgam. Thank you so much for sharing. I think it's really interesting how you talked about identity not being on a binary. That is so interesting and that's it's such a great takeaway on how to view life as we experience it. But Avanti, you've spoken a lot about being authentic and about issues that impact the world today. You know, issues such as healthcare, feminism, climate change and so much more. I see you talking about it a lot on your social media and you've also made songs about all of this. I mean, the latest track, Sharma Ji, you know, um, it included the gambit of slut shaming, feminism and so much more. So how do you navigate that? How you how do you navigate the realities of the world and the realities of your art? I think that, you know, music inspires, um, the world inspires art and vice versa, right? So often a lot of my music will come from personal experience and or what I'm seeing around me. One of the songs, for example, that I'm most proud of in terms of how we put it out is this song called Suntolo, which we released last year. It's a song about mental health and um, we released it, you know, early 2021. In the middle of the pandemic, my mental health was definitely up and down. But because I was starting to grow a community and many of them were very young, I started to see just the impact that this crazy world situation was happening on so many young people. And it was devastating, right? You know, many of us who are a little bit older have had beautiful school, college, other experiences. And for a lot of students who didn't have, you know, safer home environments, having to deal with that on top of everything else was just a lot. And, you know, at the end of the day, we all just want to be heard, right? And, and that's whether it's with our own forms of expression or our own mental health, hoping that we are heard by somebody who cares or just in life, like we just want to be seen, we want to feel validated. And so that song was born out of that idea where it was an amalgam of my own experience, but also just observationally seeing what people really wanted, right? And and when we released that song, I was aware that, you know, for some people it might strike a chord. So we preemptively partnered with a couple mental health organizations, but what we did not realized was how much that song would resonate with people and and the number of people who shared their stories and and their emotional struggles and so many different things and made me really happy that they felt that it was a safe space but also really sad that they came to an anonymous stranger's platform and not you know their own homes um and so you know for the last year to me when a song comes out and that's the main thing for me as an artist that's why all of these things are combining that's not the end of the work. You know, for a lot of people, they think, okay, I've worked so hard on this song, I've put it out into the world, maybe I'll promote it a bit and kind of my work is done. In my opinion, yes, a lot of hard work goes into putting out the song, but your work starts when it's out in the world, you know, because especially if it's around certain things like certain topics, we have, uh, with that song, for example, we do bi-weekly, meaning twice a month, mental health sessions on our Discord server and we make sure we've partnered with 50 plus organizations all across India and, you know, for recall value, we've asked them to give us a code so that people, you know, if they come from the song or they come from anything, they can kind of go and access accessible, affordable or subsidized therapy, counseling, whatever that might be, right? Because we recognize that it impacts society and vice versa, right? Even though it's funny, that song was, for me, that music was impacted by society, but that music is clearly impacting somebody else's form of society in a different way. And I think that, you know, 
when it comes through music and art, often it's easier to share because it's also easier to relate to because it's connecting to your emotions in a way that just a statement might not be able to or just a video might not be able to, right? So I know so many people who, for example, share that video, a music video of that song or just even the song itself with their families, with their parents as like, hey, listen to this song and hoping that the message will subliminally percolate, right? And for some people it has. And, and I think that's the beauty that when you... If you're intentional, right? And, and when I say intentional, not all of your music or not all of your art has to be socially charged and not all of mine is. It's more just what, where is it coming from? Is it coming from personal experience? Is it coming from emotion? And what does it connect to? For me, I need, I feel a need to always have a connection to it. So, you know, for me, a lot of my music that is coming out later this year has a lot of personal connection to it in a way that I've not really gone that in depth ever. Um, but I felt a need to do that for me cathartically. And then I think also um, now with the community and audience we've built, I think they'll be able to connect to it even more. Thank you so much for sharing. I think it's great how you spoke about inadvertently creating a movement with each of your songs. You don't really set about saying, oh, this is what I want to do. This is how I want the song to carry forward. But, you know, people respond to the song, they come to you with their stories. And I think it's incredible how you use your privilege, your consciousness to build a community and to kind of rebuild the way we go about experiencing life and navigating important issues such as mental health. So thank you for doing that with your artistry, Avanti. So Avanti, how has your genre of pop been influenced by your roots in Indian classical, Broadway and gospel music? I think that um, for me, the common thread among all of those genres is this connection to like a soulful style of singing, right? I, for example, I'm not a particularly religious person, but I love devotional music because it just connects to something else within you or if you believe in a higher power or whatever it might be, right? And, and similarly with all of these, right? Broadway is larger than life. Uh, all of these other styles really connect with that. And with classical music, it's such an intricate art form and this foundation is, is massive, right? And so um, it's one of those things that I am so, so, so grateful to have had exposure to and learned from all of these spaces. Um, I think that, you know, my music is decidedly pop and that's because that's a lot of music that I personally enjoy consuming, but also making because I think it's fun to make things accessible, right? And um, pop uh, for some people that might feel like it's a little less uh, intricate, say, than, you know, I know, for example, some of my counterparts in the classical world or whatever, um, my Guruji's other students, they may feel like, okay, pop is a little bit more frivolous, you know, for lack of a better word. And I personally think that it's so, it's so fun, it's so engaging. And, and you know, a, a part of it is, is a conscious decision, right? I, for example, am highly aware that when, I think when you're building a brand, a community, you have to recognize who is it that you appeal to and then anybody else that comes along the way is a surprise, right? But at the outset, I realized, okay, who will I likely appeal to? I'll likely appeal to younger women who are a little, you know, say a teenage girl, somebody who's a little bit younger than me, um, who might appeal to my life experience or all of those things, right? And so if, if that was the intention going in with it, what does that audience demographic listen to? Um, luckily, it happens to overlap with what I enjoy making as well, right? So it's very interesting. And, and now, of course, the audience has grown in so many ways, demographically and otherwise. But but I think you have to have some sort of a, a focus, right? Because if I if I said decidedly going classical, then that's great. But then I had to be highly aware that the consumer base of classical music is a little bit older and all of those things. So you just have to understand 
um, when you go into these making these conscious choices. I think it's awesome how your brand of pop is an amalgamation of so many different genres and how conscious and fun it is as it reaches the listener. So Avanti, what's a project or milestone that you are most proud of and why? Hmm. Um a lot of them to be honest. Uh one thing that we haven't really spoken much about on social media. I mean, the people who have done it have known um every time we hit a milestone on YouTube, we send out these seed papers. to our community called Avantries um and so for example 100,000 we just recently hit 400,000 so we will send out 400 of these and it's been really fun seeing people share where they've planted you know their plant and it's a small gesture but i think it's just important to recognize like for me the reason that we do it is because we feel so nurtured by our community we want to be able to nurture something together right and um nothing else put a little bit of oxygen back in this world. <laughs> so that's something that's a small thing that I'm really proud of um and and happy to see that it comes together. I'm really proud of our Discord server and our community that we've built there because it's it's so beautiful to see people coming together and 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 building community within themselves. Like sometimes I will just hop into a voice chat where people are chatting and I hear 15-year-old boys talking about um sexuality and, you know, gender dynamics and I'm like wow this is amazing right and this is kind of what you want to attract um and so it's and it's all in the small things i mean there's there's many others there's all these awards and numbers and blah 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 but it's not about that to me it's about even if one person gets impacted and 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 you feel that that's that's what it is it, to me a milestone is not and and part of that comes from this uh always striving for more it's unfortunate once you hit a certain milestone you're always looking for the next one um so i've tried it's hard but i've tried to stop deriving my numerical or quantifiable milestones and rather the message that someone sends about how this song has impacted their life or what someone else has sent to you even if it's one person i think it's wonderful how your milestones are about building community and building a greener world more party avanti so as an artist and human being what is your message to the world and what would you like your legacy to be well I think that anybody can do absolutely anything if they put their mind to it. Obviously there is other factors that affect that, right? Such as your exposure, your background, so many other things. But I hope that we don't ever let anybody tell us that we are too young to do something to XYZ, too much of a particular gender appearance, anything to do something. I've seen that too much and I really hope that we one day come to a place where a we're able to normalize talking about basics in life um that unfortunately for too long have been stigmatized and taboo and be where we honestly let each other live and let live and and build worlds in which we're able to pursue what we want like i i feel really grateful and as you said earlier you know a lot of it comes from privilege consciousness understanding these things at an early age but i've been really grateful to feel like i'm living in a space that comes from both passion and purpose and so um i hope that for everybody and i hope that we honestly just keep building a kinder world because we need that in this world that's a beautiful legacy to be building and to uh to wish for ahead thank you so much for sharing avanti so since this is culture current what are you currently watching reading listening to or consuming oh a lot Re- reading honestly i have not read in a long long time and that's on me um but a friend recently just sent me a couple books and one of them was is 
the memoir Becoming by Michelle Obama, so I'm excited to read that. Um, in terms of watching, I, I'm obsessed with uh, what's happening in the current Indian media landscape, particularly the OTT space. So, you know, anything that kind of comes out in that space, I'm really excited to see and, and engage with. Um, I'm also a huge sucker for rom-coms, so sign me up for any <laughs> and everyone. Um, listening, I've, I've, I, it's so funny when we say we've discovered an artist. I mean, they've already been there. It's just that we happen to see them. But I've discovered a lot of new artists recently, and part of that has been, I think, I think what's been really interesting for me in the cultural landscape of my own consumption the last couple months is music has always been there for me, as I mentioned, as a healing tool, as a creation tool, as something I would always listen to. But the last few months, um, it's really been a friend to me in a way that I didn't realize earlier. What I mean by that is there's been a lot of ups and downs the last few months and um, I, to make sense of things, turned to music as the primary medium. I couldn't, honestly, at the time, I could not bring myself to watch, you know, I couldn't bring myself to watch rom-coms, I couldn't bring myself to watch things that have previously given me joy um, because it it just did not, in the moment, feel right and, and, you know, was a reminder of a lot of things. So music became the thing I turned to and, and, and it's funny because I find myself now quite literally sometimes Googling a particular life situation and trying to find music associated with that or, or through artists that I enjoy or someone I might have seen. And I think um, music has become that friend to me where it's helped me make sense of the world. Um, and I didn't realize that that was something I needed as an extra layer. So it's, yeah, it, you know, I've, I've been consuming a lot and, and it's beautiful to see how so many artists today are able to really personally connect, bear their souls, and um, and talk about things in ways that are so universally relatable, um, and yet so specific and honest to them. You know, so I think I've I've been connecting with that aspect a lot more. Thank you for sharing how you connect with pop culture and how it in return informs you as a human being. Avanti, as we come to the end of this conversation, I would like to really extend my gratitude to you for taking out the time to be here. I feel like this has been such a brilliant and insightful conversation because of who you are as a human being, who you are as an artist. I think artists especially are going to have a lot to take away from this. But I also think that everyday listeners, just everyday people are going to learn so much about, you know, what it takes to be an artist today and how artistry is beyond the art. It's not, like you said, it's not just about the moment, it's about longevity. So thank you for being on Culture Current. I feel very honored and humbled to have had you on the show today. More power to you, Avanti. Thank you so much, Jessica, and thank you for the work that you're doing and, you know, keeping Culture Current and and showcasing and spotlighting that for everybody. Um, I truly appreciate it and thank you so much for having me. I had a wonderful time. And to anybody listening, I hope you enjoyed this conversation and please go check out more conversations that Jessica is having with other incredible humans. Thank you so much, especially for your candor and just for your kind heart. More party, you Avanti. See you around soon. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store.